You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast and the Locked On Padres podcast. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith, and that is the Tasmanian Devil of San Diego over there in Javier Reyes. Javi, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. You know, you said host that does the most. You know my intro is the host that sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always, is the most. So okay. that is a very interesting coincidence. I really like that a lot. But uh, yes, the Tasmanian Devil is doing very good over here in the old dirty New Jersey. Oh, yeah, of course. And always remember, guys, Javi retired his headband about six months ago. So no headband, <laughs> Javi, this time. We've had Javi on the show before. I've been on his show. He's been on mine. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit, and we're going to get right into it, actually. We're going to be talking about uh, baseball that will actually be happening on time this year. On April 5th, all of the minor league teams will be starting up their seasons. So just a little bit over a month. And a lot of these guys, of course, I don't know how they're doing it in San Diego right now, but in Pirate City right now down there in Bradenton, uh, a lot of our top prospects have been just, you know, doing live BPs and hitting against each other, pitching against each other, all that stuff. But it's going to be very important and imperative for listeners here at the Locked on Padres and Locked on Pirates podcast to invest in the minor league product, Javi. So how do they do that? I mean, how do you really get into, you know, the minor league product that the way it is right now and have fun with it and get live baseball come April. I think there's a, there's a bunch of ways to get into it. And I think the biggest way is to just you, the easiest way, uh, way number one is just look up what the minor league affiliates are for your favorite team. That's the best way to potentially see who the future stars of your team will be. You know, there are some that are down per se. Those guys might move around and whatnot. That's possible. But still, you got a lot of the people up in AAA, you know, for my team, CJ Abrams, for example, is like the big, like, untouchable prospect. Like, you get to see those guys and you get to see the future. And the second thing is, I think fundamentally, if you're just a baseball fan, there you go. You get to watch professional players play baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not doesn't have the name brand, doesn't have the giant electric scoreboards. You don't go to Yankee Stadium where they have that that game where you you judge which subway train is gonna finish first. Like you don't necessarily get that stuff, but speaking, you know, with that subway thing, there's a lot of creativity. That's my third thing with minor league stuff yes. and why people should get into it. Like we're gonna talk about this a little bit later with just the team names, but the creativity involved with minor league uh teams, whether it be giveaways, whether it be whatever, like going on the field sometimes, you know, little games that they do at the seventh inning stretch and stuff and whatnot, and deals on special food items that they'll come out with, right? There's just a lot more experimentation. They're not beholden the same way to some of these other major uh, major league teams that they're just willing to just kind of do something. Um, like I said, which we will get into with the team names of minor league affiliates that just kind of just go Google it right now, guys, if you guys are looking them up, because you'll get an idea of just how much they'll go out there. And then the fourth thing is, it's so cliche. Like, I know, I know it's really cliche to say this, but there is a very hometown warm vibe to minor mm-hmm. league baseball. And it's it's one of those things that, don't get me wrong, and I actually, some friends of mine who don't, who don't love baseball even kind of get into it. They're like, there's just something very, like, normal about this. It doesn't feel high class, which is something that, as someone who is in New Jersey and, you know, has become a, a, 
uh, a radicalized Yankee hater, I guess, in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Where like you go to Yankee Stadium games, and something wrong. There's some great fans there, and there's some hilarious people there. But then it's like, why am I seeing people in suits for like an entire row that are just making calls all the time? There's something a little bit more luxurious sometimes. And personally, I like how it's just you go there and it feels like regular people who are like, yep. yeah. So of going for a movie tonight i felt like hey let's go catch a minor league baseball game kind of enjoy that aspect of it oh yeah of course and i mean it also comes down to like ticket pricing too you're not going to break your bank to go see a minor league baseball game none of these mm-hmm. stadiums are like world i'm not going to say they're bad stadiums but none of them are like world class but also i like the couple things that you touched on the first being of course being a pirates fan right now if you want to watch the future of this team over the next five years invest in altoona invest in indianapolis invest in bradenton invest in these teams Mm -hmm. because there's a lot going on down there right now like i already mentioned on my episode yesterday uh all the guys on the non-40 man that are not going or are going to be able to play because if you are on the 40 man you can't play right now but there's plenty of guys to keep an eye on in the pirate system i'm sure in the padre system as well i mean there's probably plenty of guys to be looking forward to and the other thing about the minor leagues that i always thought was so special is even people in indianapolis who root for the indianapolis indians the triple a team i've heard from people in pittsburgh that say they know people in indianapolis who are pirates fans because of that pure fact because they can watch these guys play and then they see them go up to the major league level and it's like oh yeah cool i watched that guy and one of my favorite uh minor league moments is when i was living in augusta georgia i went to a green jackets game and i heard this guy behind me uh talk about the team that uh, was playing there i can't remember the, i think it was like the charles something crawdads and he was talking about this guy named yoan moncada said i wonder who this guy is so i just yeah. took a picture of him he was playing third base that day and then, lo and behold, two years later, he's on the Chicago White Sox and an integral part of what the White Sox yeah. are doing. And also, mm-hmm. I have the pleasure of living in Savannah, Georgia, and getting to go see the Savannah Bananas almost any time that I want to. The spectacle yeah, that man. is Banana Ball. Uh, if you guys do not know <laughs> what Banana Ball is, just to give you a little preview of that, if you are in the stands and you catch a foul ball, it is considered an out. It is an out for either team. Incredible so, stuff. Yeah, and you also do not play uh, nine innings, or you play nine innings, but if you win five of the innings, you win the game. Each inning is scored mm-hmm. based, like, just based on that inning. So it's very fun. I'd love to see them do that in spring training, honestly. I think it would just be interesting and wild to see yeah, it. Yeah, right? Who cares? Just, the game's okay anyway. Let's just let's just have fun with it. Yeah, honestly. And, I mean, that's like a lot of it is just fun. I mean, you see sometimes, uh, I think they implemented this last year, yeah, it was last year. Remember, you'd be watching a game, and it'd be like the sixth inning, and both managers were just like, yeah, we saw everything we needed to see today. Like, just end the game. I'm like, okay, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, in minor league baseball, another thing, too, that I think is going to be pretty big this year uh, before we get into talking about some of the fun team names that we know in the minor leagues is a lot of the experimentation with baseball happens in the minor leagues as well. Uh, A lot of the rule changes they want to talk about, a lot of the things they want to implement happen in the minor leagues. Uh, If you paid attention to the CBA a little bit, they were talking about a pitch clock. I believe that has already been in the minor leagues since last year. They were talking about increasing the size of the bases. They were talking about banning the shift. All of that kind of stuff would be things that, Maybe even as soon as this year or next year, you're going to see implemented into the minor league product, and it gets you a good gauge on it, right? I would think so. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, you would think so. And 
Another thing I would also say is, you know, you were mentioning with Yohan Mankata and that that got me thinking a lot where, you know, Mankata by some people would say, oh, he's a disappointment, all that stuff. And I think that you have to just uh, like have good expectations for this stuff that if someone makes a major league roster and you got to see them play in the minor leagues, that's so cool. I don't even care if they're good by MLB standards. And Yohan Mankata, by the way, a very, a very good player. I don't think people realize that like he's like the really high point. It, the problem is that Yohan Mankata was a number one overall prospect, and we thought we were getting, you know, a Harper guy out of him. And instead, he's mm-hmm. just a really solid player. Um, that happens sometimes. But yeah, with with all this type of minor league stuff, man, it's just really cool to to kind of get into it and just be excited that you're just seeing fundamentally baseball. And yeah. I roll into for all the people who are saying I need baseball in my life. Well, go there. And like you said, the most simplest thing is you save money. You know what I mean? You're not going to spend $87 on hot dogs. So, you know, just, just go go have fun, man. I'm telling you, it's a really, really great thing. And I miss it. I have not admittedly gone to a minor league game in, in quite some time. Yeah, and it's it's tough. Sometimes it is. Those minor league teams are in very interesting spots. And if you want to be in a very interesting spot and bet on these minor league teams when that comes around, Javi, you should definitely let everyone know to go check out Bet Online. It is where the game starts. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Uh, everybody go bet the Clippers' money line against the Lakers again tonight as the sweep. The broom is about <laughs> to come out. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And Javi, it's not just for basketball. You can bet on UFC. Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington is this weekend. So you can go bet on that major fight. And that entire card looks really good as well. You can go bet on that over at betonline.ag as well as go bet on the Pittsburgh Penguins. You can bet on hockey, college basketball, college baseball, even if you want to. There's baseball on right now with college baseball, so go check that out also. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trend and the action and bet online is where the game starts now this is where things get fun because i have a couple names already in my head but if you guys do not know which i'm pretty sure you do there's a lot of fun names uh in minor league baseball javi kind of alluded to it earlier and i have a list i simply put in my google search best minor league team names ironically (laughs) the kansas city royals popped up so uh shout out to bryce patrick over there locked on royals sorry that your team popped up in the minor league team name search uh but the pirates uh some other featured mlb teams that popped up were the tampa bay rays and st louis cardinals uh those are the only ones so far but just to uh one of them that i always shout out all the time is relatively i wouldn't say close to me it's about five six hours but the pensacola blue wahoos that is just mm. the, the the name just it it goes off the tongue it just fits well blue wahoos yeah i mean mm-hmm. and and then also you have like the augusta green jackets which is an allusion to the uh, Masters tournament. I already mentioned the Savannah Bananas and their antics and everything and all that stuff. Like they tw- they literally play truth or dare during the baseball game, Javi, and they dared this guy to play the entire game in a baseball suit, and he did or a, uh, not a baseball suit, a um a banana suit, and he did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are the names of the San Diego Padres minor league teams, and which one is your favorite? Okay, so there's a bunch of different ones. There's the I got to pull them up because I actually just lost it. But uh, there's one, I think there's, hold on, it's loading. Uh, there we go. The El Paso Chihuahuas, which is, do you remember the movie 
I think Beverly Hills Chihuahua. This is an, a deep, deep cut that I just thought of. Yes. And I remember that movie cursing me. I, I don't know why, but that movie made young Javier very, very annoyed. I'm not quite sure why. I, I think that I just, I think that there's something because I grew up with my, my sister had a Chihuahua and it was like the most like punk dog ever where it would mm. yell at everybody and then if but then immediately when you literally just take two steps towards it it like hides behind the couch so i have like i had like a little bit of a vendetta against chihuahuas growing up so i'm not a, the biggest fan of the el paso chihuahuas even though el paso is such a great start you know what i mean that's an underrated yeah. part of this by the way the city that it is underrated yes. thing is el paso and chihuahuas i like the first half don't like the second um the san antonio missions that's like that's like what i would expect for a major league team you know what i mean yeah. it's solid it gets the job done you know i appreciate it but then you have the Lake Eisner Storm, which is, again, Storm. We have a bunch of those. Seattle Storm uh, for WNBA, I'm pretty sure. You've got a bunch of them. You've even got, no, is that Tempe Lightning for the NHL? Mm -hmm. Like, you've got some stormy sort of names out there. But then my favorite is the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, which is a team that I know a couple of people from who do some, shout out my, my buddy Jack McMullen, who does some announcing over there. And I know some people, you know, I've heard about the players that have played there. Tin Caps is just really nice, and I love their logo. That's another thing, by the way. The, the logos is an underrated part of this, too, because Tin Caps is just kind of... It rolls off the tongue, tongue so easy. You can see it's just like for everybody who's watching on YouTube, little Apple guy right there. Um, tin Cap, you know what I mean? Uh, and it yeah. just kind of... It's just cool. It's just neat. Oh, like, ah, it just screams minor league baseball to you. It screams underdog. It screams... Yeah, that's right. We're not the major league team. We're not the Cardinals. We're not the eagles for nfl or whatever we're just kind of we're little apples with tin caps on our head and we're gonna play some baseball so i really appreciate the, the tin caps out of the padres minor league system is the best oh yeah and i also want to actually shout out the one team that i just realized over the past like week and a half of talking about minor league baseball and the pirate system that i've kind of been neglecting and i want to apologize to everybody the greensboro grasshoppers is the single a team not the bradenton marauders the bradenton marauders is like rookie ball the Greensboro Grasshoppers in North Carolina are our single-A team, so sorry for everybody who has listened to previous episodes where I just did not talk about them at all. But as you look through this list, um, you have the Albuquerque Isotopes. <laughs> That's <Works>. amazing. <laughs> it works. The Akron River Ducks, or Rubber Ducks. Mm -hmm. uh, the Montgomery Biscuits, which I remember facing them in MLB The Show very often and getting very annoyed. I have played for this team in MLB The Show, the Richmond Flying Squirrels, the Toledo Mudhens, mm -hmm. uh, and you can just get the idea with all of these, everybody listening, these are just absolutely hilarious, the Lehigh Valley Iron, Iron Pigs, um, the Hartford <laughs> Yard Goats, the Lansing Lugnuts, that one is very rolly off the tongue, mm -hmm. probably one of my favorites, the Binghampton Rumble Ponies. I think that is still mm -hmm. probably up there in one of my favorites. Rumble ponies. A little bit of an interesting dichotomy there between rumble yes. and then pony. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's not exactly what comes to mind, but I'm I'm all for that type of chaotic energy. I'm a big fan of them. All right. Keep, and then keep I, going, keep going. I definitely root for the Columbus Clippers due to my NBA affiliation. Of course. Of course. Uh, the Modesto Nuts. Um, okay. It's literally just the Modesto Nuts. <laughs> I have heard of the Vermont Lake Monsters. They're basically like kind of built off of the Loch Ness Monster, but they're just Vermont Lake mm -hmm. Monsters. The Portland Sea Dogs. The I'll skip that one. The Frisco Rough Riders. The Asheville Tourists. <laughs> the Canapolis Cannonballers. And then probably the one that takes Cannonball the cake. Is good. 
probably the one that takes the cake, no pun intended here, is the New Orleans baby cakes. Oh, man, I forgot about that one. Damn, oh, man. Lord. Oh, man. That's good. And doesn't it, when you say all these names, it kind of makes you look back and you're like, why Why do pro teams, like, and don't get me wrong, I know that they're beholden to more things. they got to be more professional and more, like, mm-hmm. real and stuff. But you see some of these pro teams that get new names and whatnot, and you're like, most of the time we're like, what is going on? Like, hey, I still, I'm old enough to remember when New Orleans Pelicans first came out, and everyone was like, oh, I, mean, I like Pelicans, but... <laughs> The first half of that is weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird, yeah. but New Orleans Pelican? I mean, New Jersey Pelican. I mean, maybe, like, uh, is there a state with Parsippany Pelican? That's a town. But, like, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, it just doesn't match up. And then you have the Washington Commanders, right? You know what I'm saying? Or you have the Cleveland Guardians, which I actually like Guardians, and this may or may not be because I'm a Marvel boy. So that's what that's what image it elicits to me. Um, but um, another one I got to give a, shot, a shout out to, speaking of Guardians, was the Burlington Sock Puppets which is up there and they are one of my favorites simply for when the Cleveland guardians announced their name sports center, put out a tweet with the logo and all that. And then the Burlington sock puppets quoted that and said, what a silly name. And then I loved seeing in the comments, people not getting that they're making fun of themselves. What <laughs> they're literally the sock puppets. That was great. Um, some of these teams very good on TikTok. If you're a young kids and you like that, I know like, I think the bananas, they did like this whole like, oh, yeah, there's the Cowboys cheerleaders, but now <laughs> check out ours. It's just like it's a bunch of older women just like dancing and whatnot. And it was just such good, positive energy in the air. The Savannah bananas, banana babes. I don't know what they called them, but it was it was very fun. There's they're just willing to do more. And I think that that's evidenced by a lot of these names. Oh, yeah, of course. And um, I forget what I'm pretty sure you remember the whole controversy with uh, God. What was their name? The Portland Pickles or whatever that na- t- name was. And their Vaguely. mascot, I, I, and their and their mascot totally sure. posted the picture where his finger was like right here. And oh it caused, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it caused like an uproar in just everything yeah, baseball. And he's, like, scare, and he's like, "What did I do wrong?" And he was like, "What did I do wrong?" And everybody's just like, "Dude, come on!" Like it was hilarious that had to, to be me. Intentional, right? That had to yeah, be it was definitely intentional. Like I think it was uh, it was hilariously intentional. And I wish that like, the. Um, I wish the MLB and the MLBPA could have as much fun as me and Pod, or, uh, Padres host over here, Javier Reyes, have talking about minor league baseball teams and stuff. But, Javi, why don't you tell the wonderful people about what, another best thing on the planet? I've been waiting for you to say it, man. The best thing on the planet. Look, some people, now, they'd be wrong, all right, if they were saying, oh, I'm not a fan of those minor league team names. They're not cool or whatever. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. But one thing that I think even people who are listening to this show or watching, wherever you choose to consume your content, is that Built Bars are the best on the planet, maybe the universe, dare I say. The best Built Bars, guys, this is the time of the year when, you know, maybe you're struggling with your New Year's resolution, you're trying to get in shape, and then you just see you just see that, you know, slice of cake, that the remnants of that cake from maybe Valentine's Day in this case. So we are, because we are in March after all, you see the remnants of it, you want to eat it, well... Don't feel as bad because if you have built bars and whatnot, they're kind of like the best way to satisfy your sweet tooth without the same, you know, amount of calories and whatnot. Check out the macros. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs, just for a little bit of a comparison for you folk. And my favorite thing, my favorite than all, we talked about variety with the minor league team names. 
Built Bar has variety with their flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almonds, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Regular cookies and cream. Uh, what is was the one that Locked On folk like? The coconut brownie chunk. That's that's the Locked On MLBs. Uh, we actually voted on that like a while ago. It feels like yeah. it was a while ago, but we did that. That one's delicious. Um, I'm a fan of Apple Almond Crisp. They've got eggnog and this uh, gingerbread flavor, too. They've got everything for you guys. So what are you waiting for? Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. And Ethan, I have one more thing I got to talk about. Just one more thing. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. All right. Sometimes you get intimidated by those questions where they're saying, you know, is your Honda Odyssey? Is it is it LX or EX? You know, what kind of fuel? Don't worry about it. All right. Rock Auto has you covered without all those intimidating questions, and it helps you save time and money. For example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump costs three hundred and fifty three dollars from your chain store while it's only two sixteen from rock auto you are saving quite a bit there that maybe you could go spend on more built bars i don't know you could do that you could buy a new pokemon game i just recently did that go to a Whatever minor league baseball to. game go to a minor league baseball game there you go you could do all sorts of things with that extra oh, buddy and they have all the type of things you need too right on top of it just you know saving money and whatnot they've got brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet Go check out their catalog, too. It's very easy to kind of navigate and what have you. Don't worry about being intimidated that you won't know what the options are. I've checked it out myself. It's very, very good. Even for someone who knows nothing about cars, which is what I am. I'm a know nothing about cars. So go to rockout.com right now, guys, and use all the and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. Dot com. Of course. Make sure you guys go check that stuff out. You know, enjoy a built bar while you're in your car that you fixed using <laughs> rockauto.com. See, it all plays together. It's all a metaverse. It don't really does. It. it all fits exactly. together. And then you could literally, well, don't text to drive, but once you park your car, have your phone out on betonline.ag and make your sports bet before you go into work. It all it exactly. all mix, it all mixes together, guys. But also That's the dream right there. Make sure you guys check out Lindsey Crosby over at Locked On MLB Prospects. Mm -hmm. We've had him on this podcast before at the Locked On Pirates podcast. It's free and available where you get your podcasts, especially here. Make sure you go find Javi and uh, myself on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts. And one of the things that I think, especially as hosts and as at the at the heart of it, fans with this MLB lockout that has been kind of rough is finding that appreciation for baseball despite there being no baseball right now, pretty much. Mm -hmm. What kind of things do you look back on or touch on with baseball that ultimately keep your appreciation for the game going instead of, you know, like fleeting away like a lot of the fan bases really have now? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of different areas to go here. From We already have talked about minusing stuff, but to, to go into another area. You know, I'm a big pop culture movie connoisseur. Playing a baseball game gets you backed into it gets you back into it and i think that you know if you're playing road to the show on the mle the show games that gets me uh back into it i start tabulating what my what my player would look like if it was in fantasy baseball and stuff like that looking up talking fantasy baseball stuff looking up all that stuff but i also think um the youtube helps man just checking up on youtube not just for our shows lockdown pirates and lockdown padres um respectively but also just look up some of your old favorite players 
watch highlights. I'm done. I know that's like the easiest. That's like the most another cliched answer for me today. But like, you know, I just look up Fernando Tatis Jr. 2020 highlights and it gets me happy like every time, even if it's just for a few minutes. You look that up. Go. Hey, if, if you want to, you can look up full games. You know what I mean? You, that what was it? Uh, the famous Cleveland and uh, Chicago Cubs game seven. You can go look that up, or you could just look up the highlights of the game, whatever, and just remind yourself why you put up with some of the stuff that the league does in the first place, I think is the way to sum it up, right? Remind yourself, because the league stinks, I hate Major League Baseball, and I have for a while. I hate a lot of baseball culture as well, but fundamentally, the sport of baseball is something that no matter how much I try, I still love it every single time. You know what I mean? Yep, and I can agree with you 100%. There's been countless times I can't even count enough that I have literally just put in my search engine Pirates Reds wildcard 2013, and I won't watch the highlights. I watch the entire game. I watch Russell Martin hit a home run into left field off of Johnny Cueto after he dropped the ball as the fans were literally chanting Cueto. I watched Marlon Bird hit a home run in that game. I always I go back and watch that game all the time. I go back and watch um, Neil Walker uh, on opening day. A couple years, like about seven or eight years ago, whenever he yeah. had a walk-off home run on opening day against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, I believe it was, or the Chicago Cubs. It was one of the two. I mean, and then like Javi said, too, just go back and if you really want to educate yourself on the game, too, those games, you could go watch the 2001 World Series on YouTube, probably. You could probably go mm-hmm. watch any kind of World Series like that. You can go look at, I mean, anything. I mean, realistically, and then minor league baseball, just like ESPN has 30 for 30. Bleacher Report always has stuff going on. Um, Look up Ken Griffey Jr. highlights. One of my favorite players of all time, Ricky (laughs) Henderson. His his base stealing highlights are like 25 minutes long, and it's literally just him running. Like, that's all it is. But I can't help but not watch it. And I did put up a poll today, earlier today, on Locked On Pirates. And I wanted to ask you, because I think I already posted it in our Locked On group chat, mm. um, but which option is most likely for when the MLB season will begin, uh, April, May, June, and July or later? As of right now, uh, with the 35 votes that are in, May is an overwhelming leader at 63%. April mm-hmm. is at 17%, July or later at 11%, and June at 9%. Javi, where do you think you stand on this, and when do you think that baseball will ultimately come back, and why? Oh, man. I mean, that's so much, man. It's so much, because my stance for the longest time has just been, like, because I, I, I've generally heard both sides in terms of, not the, the argument between the players and owners. I'm talking about just in terms of when the season will start. Some people are super cynical, and they're like, we ain't starting until July, and they said this, like, back in December. And then some people are like, well, they have so much to lose, they'll figure something out. I tend to be a little bit more cynical because I just think fundamentally major league baseball is a sport that has lagged behind a lot of other leagues in so many ways for so long. It is only natural that they would find a way to be like, no, we're the one that's actually quote unquote endangered. And they're not really, I mean, baseball's not going anywhere, but like they're the endangered of the big three sports in America. And they find a way to to fall back. This is a league that only just figured out, that we probably, probably shouldn't have pitchers who bat a buck twenty uh, hitting every ninth batter, right? They just figured that out, right? Like, so put that into context, right? Like how long it takes them. They're so conservative as a sport and as their culture of their sport too, which we don't have to get into today. But um, yeah, I would expect like May, uh, maybe. But like even saying that, I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? Like we might even get a report in like a few days where it's like, hey, the players are like, you know what? 
let's start like trying to make some concessions here because we are losing a lot more than them. I know some people are talking about Pete Alonso, who would who will become a free agent like later. That's service time stuff, and that could affect a lot of his money. And how much money do they have in the bank to pay everybody while there isn't baseball going on? It's a whole bunch of reasons. Um, and yeah, so I don't know exactly when it's going to start. In terms of, I don't know, I don't think you were asking this, but in terms of like which side, yeah, obviously I'm on the player's side. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I don't know exactly when the season's going to start. But take the approach of baseball it usually hasn't been on the front end of success uh, when they need to be. That's what I would say yeah. about that. And a hundred, I agree a hundred percent. And also I think the last week of everything that happened, I did a podcast covering everything on Monday. I did my podcast yesterday, recapping everything that happened on Tuesday. It is now Thursday. There was a 90 minute meeting between the heads of the two uh, parties in New York today. Um, and this has just been my standpoint all along. The owners are not negotiating in the the mindset of playing baseball. The whole missing games can be disastrous thing that Rob Manfred said is BS. It really is. Because you've already canceled mm-hmm. a week of game. What they are trying to do, and this is something that has been talked about on the major networks and some smaller networks, the MLB Players Association... At one point, especially back in 1994, when you read into that lockout, it was arguably not only one of the strongest sports unions in all of America, but one of the strongest, if not the strongest unions in the entire country. So the owners, amidst every work stoppage that has ever happened, and I think I heard um, Sully talk about this with Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked on Yankees, they've always had to, you know, give up something to the players, right? And I think that they're, on both sides, they're just kind of fed up with giving so much. Because both sides, mm-hmm. if we look at it realistically, both sides have given up something. The owners wanted a 14-team playoff, they got 12. The players wanted this, they got this. You, like, whatever, you could go like down the list. But at the end of the day, and this is something I said off-camera, and now I'm finally getting to on-camera, and I don't know who's going to tick off or if I'm even right in saying it. Why are we locking the sport of baseball out over a money thing with the CBT luxury tax threshold that one team normally hits? Mm-hmm. One team. Mm-hmm. And Javi, you already know who I'm talking about, so I don't even have to say it. And also, there's a lot of top players, too, that have one singular agent that I think has a lot more pull in this than people think. I'll let you figure out who that agent is to everybody listening. Because I I know I basically just already said it anyways, but I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of being the guy that calls people out. But at the end of the day, I really think baseball is being jeopardized because of a luxury tax threshold that only five teams are ever going to probably meet anyway. And the smaller teams are just kind of like, well, whatever. And then you're $50,000 apart on a minimum spending or a minimum contract spending right now. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I get ranty with it because then you hear the stuff about the revenue going down. And over the last five years, they've made like $41 billion or something. And it's (laughs) it's like, yeah, the revenue's gone down. All right. And then I, I don't know if you saw this, too, that Bernie Sanders called out the league. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, this is getting ridiculous. But also... If we're taking anything from this week to end on a lighter note, shout-outs to Bob Nightingale on his return to stardom. Okay? All right. Bob Nightingale Bob Nightingale him. just fell 
he fell off a cliff during the trade deadline last year because of his numerous just like wrong reports and everything. And then like we're all losing hope. They're meeting in like hour nine, and all of a sudden oh, you see man. Bob Nightingale come out of nowhere saying that the sides have made significant progress, and he's tweeting back and forth. And I was just like, dude, this is great. Um, but Javi, it was fun to have you on as always. Can't thank you enough for coming on. Our crossovers are fun, and you even mentioned before uh, off camera that we've done a lot of these together, especially with the Musgrove yeah. trade, the Fraser trade, all that stuff. Of course, you guys know on the Locked On Pirates podcast where you can find me and thank us. Thank you for making me your first listen of the day every single day. You can find me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. Javi, why don't you tell the wonderful people where they can find your work? Of course, I would love to. You can follow me on Twitter at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres, which I have to admit, an account that I did not use as much. I usually only tweeted for my personal, but lately been responding. I know Padres Twitter, they like doing this Thirst Trap Thursday thing. Uh, it's wild over there, and I've been having a lot of fun just interacting. Yeah, it's nuts. We need the, we need baseball back immediately. <laughs> it's it's out of control. They they You know, like, hungry for more? was the hashtag for the pirates they turned it into thirsty for more uh, at one point it's just gotten out of control it's um i can't say it, his name but the padres first baseman uh they love slandering him uh all the time it's it's just a nutty place over there so at lo underscore padres and then lockdown padres on youtube uh for some some good stuff oh yeah of course i am also trying to get on nick ank's level over at locked on mavericks and have an account mm. devoted to me uh by someone else that is uh what is it called um Stephen a smith burner they have a locked on Mavericks burner. I don't know if you saw that. Did they really? Yeah, uh, Nick retweets at it all the time. But that would be fun if one of you guys wants to make that and just post clips of me saying stupid crap. Um, but guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates and the Locked On Padres podcast. Me and uh, Javi will be here throughout this entire lockout and all the craziness that will ensue afterwards with the free agent signings that are sure to come. Guys, thank you so much, and I will see you on the flip side. Javi, anything else you'd like to say? As you're just uh, we're not the only content creators out there. There's lots of good content creators. There's still plenty of baseball stuff to talk about. And um, go watch um, what movie was it? Go watch Everybody Wants Some. It's not totally a baseball movie, but it kind of is a little bit. So go watch that one. I'm just telling you. Also, if you go to the movies tonight as well, go see the new Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. I'm seeing it not when people see it on my channel, but I'm seeing it tonight. I am vengeance, Ethan. I'm so excited. Well, hopefully baseball is vengeance pretty soon, Javi. But, guys, thank you so much. You guys are phenomenal, and we will see you on the flip side.